the show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. to the League Lowdown Podcast. I'm Diane Tanwakio, and I'm joined by my co-host. Greg Ellis, what's happening, everybody? We also have Billy Gale here with us today. Hello, I'm back. All right, so the big news this week is that we crowned a champion in St. Louis. Congratulations to the Wild Boys. What a game. Did, that, that did was... you expect it to be something different, though? Um, No. I I, honestly, the thing is, is this is a game I couldn't call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, their first game, Demons handled them, and there were no excuses. We we called up. We even talked to them, yeah. Yeah, we called up the Wild Boys, and they, they admitted. They just beat us. I mean, no excuses. They said it, they said it would be different the second time around. Yeah, but I was going to say, we, it, asked right? if they, we asked them if they were going to win a, the second time they played, and they said yes, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They yeah, said it would be different the next time around. I mean, now, I think they believed that they would have a uh, maybe an easier game. But Demons came and showed that, no, nah, the first time we beat you was no fluke. Yeah. This was and this was a good game. It went back and forth, back and forth. Oh, yeah, I love the way. First, we all love the way the Wild Boys play. I love the way the Demons play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What What was great about it is both both quarterbacks played great. They played basically without centers. Both teams rushed at least one guy, but the quarterbacks were able to evade the rushers and get off the get the ball off. I mean, it was you know they they scored in the thirties. And they did this, like I said, without without centers really blocking for them. So, to me, that was impressive. I mean, there's formats where five man non contact, where you know that that's that's every day. But here in six man big field, so normally in the five man non contact, I mean, the the throw clock goes off once the rusher crosses the line of scrimmage. Here they got throw clock no matter what because they could use a center to block. They weren't using the center to block, and the quarterbacks were amazing. They were agile and they were accurate with their throws. I mean, both quarterbacks had strong arms. And like I said, they were able to evade good rushers and put up points. It was an impressive game. They both play very aggressive, very aggressive flag pullers, very aggressive to the ball. There were a lot of 50-50 balls where it was just, you know, who wanted it more at that time. And somebody came down with it. And, you know, both of them had, you know, some short dump offs where somebody made a good move and took off. There was a play on the sideline. If you're if you're watching, you have to see it. That One of the guys gets shook literally to the ground i mean the guy made him do the stanky leg it was it was awesome i watched it about seven times was it a wild boy player that did it no it was a demon player that shook a wild boy to where his own teammates had their hands on their heads like oh my god yeah (laughs) it was it was pretty awesome all right so it's at the 350 mark watch this watch this guy Oh my! <laughs> it was it's, it was just so good. I remember when I saw it the first time, I kept rewinding it, and it is funny because you look at look at the look at his wow. teammates. His oh. teammates are even. <laughs> his teammates are like, "Oh my god, that was bad." <laughs> I do not know this guy. Yes, mm. we've been talking about this all season about how difficult it's been to get to St. Louis film, and because of that reason 
coming into playoffs, St. Louis was a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of an enigma for me. You know, I've always understood and I've always been on that Wild Boys bandwagon, but it's been hard to get a read on how St. Louis is on a whole. The Demons and the Wild Boys played a game which I honestly feel like is the best game that I watched all season. And that is a bold statement when in L.A., you know, spoiler alert, there was a game where a team won because of the extension rule. But in terms of the teams being so evenly matched, you know, so many plays where uh, receivers are making amazing catches on contested balls, you know, really quick, deep plays, but also players taking short stuff and making making the magic happen. It really was just entertainment-wise one of the best games or, you know, I would say the best game I watched all season. Definitely competitive-wise, it was the best game. I mean, I, I feel like these two teams were evenly matched. They played very similar styles. Um, you know, normally, you, you know, you have one team that, you know, likes to – uh, do ball control, and you have the other team that likes to, you know, throw it deep all the time. Well, I feel like both of them played very similar style. Quarterback, you know, would do his do his thing in the backfield and then find the open guy, and then the receiver would do his best to make a DB miss. And it seemed like that's the way they scored the entire game, both teams. I guess I don't know if it was the best game, but it for sure was the most competitive against two of the most evenly matched teams. And it came down, I mean, you look at the score, it was a one-point game. Well, I will say this from the beginning and even today, it's wild boy country in St. Louis. They've been the best team except for that one season when they were in the championship and they lost to the co the Rams, mm. which I believe are now the, the demons. So it's, it seems as if it's always been the wild boys. Now the demons are up there with them. Is that it? Is there any other competitive team that can handle or stay with these two teams? Tropics, right? But they, we, they got removed halfway through the season. Correct. And there's a little bit more to that, too, Billy. The Tropics were undefeated. They put up a lot of points, but they didn't play the top four teams. Mm. So they they, where the schedule would have had them play the top four teams at the end of their schedule. They never got to that point. So that four and oh, to me, has an asterisk. People also say there's no competition in St. Louis. They're saying right now, if you see it, it's those two teams. And that's all we talk about, because that's all we really know of as far as competition you say the same thing about la we have a list of teams dallas we have three or four teams san diego you know there's teams that we know of that are always being talked about st louis is always the wild boys or now the wild boys and demons what do we need to do in st louis to get that to be as competitive do we it's a tough question i mean it's is it because there's not enough talent there um i think maybe because it is in the midwest it's not no no no, i wouldn't say that i would i I think that we talk if we talk about Wild Boys enough, other teams will care enough. Right, I agree with that. To arm up and get us to stop talking about the Wild Boys. There are some, you know, there are some players out there that haven't played in tough league that will see this, especially once they once the tough cup happens, and they'll start to come out of the woodwork. I personally know players in the St. Louis area that are very good that aren't even in tough league. Just well, because I mean, they they're just because of the nine to five job and the families and that like it's different in St. Louis than it is here in in Los Angeles where the the family you know that does come first but football comes right under yeah. right under the, one the family and one a, yeah. yeah yeah I mean it's, you know 
look, flag football is is a thing. It's it's become this fraternity. Yeah. Um, and within that fraternity, it's competition. I mean, within all brotherhoods, there's a, there's a well, I've said it. I, I love St. Louis. I'm from mm-hmm. St. Louis. I want I I want to see the, the league grow and get bigger and have more competition. And to me, I know there's competition out there, individual competition. I don't know if there's good teams. Does that make sense? I don't know, but if you go to social media, social media seems to disagree with you. Here's the thing. Really? (laughs) You and I are on the, you know, kind of thinking in the same direction. I do like that uh, the Demons have established themselves, you know, as the second good team in St. Louis. And I'm thinking about it in terms of St. Louis's position within all of the locations in Tough. And it doesn't bother me as much if there are two, you know, it may be only two really good teams. If those two teams can compete and those two teams right. are good when we talk about all of the locations. Correct. Um, and I think that leads into sort of the social media chatter that we've been saying. Yeah. I mean, I guess seeing isn't believing because we we look at the boards on, on Facebook, on the, the multiple Tough League pages, authenticated or not. And people don't always believe that the Wild Boys are that team. I mean, there's, you know, someone, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, not to put anybody out there, but there was someone who posted and said that, you know, these look like, you know, the Division Two or the Spartan teams in other division in other leagues or conferences. And I, I remember thinking to myself, Nah, I, I, I think these two teams will smack a lot of the top teams at other conferences. But that's also what we're always going to have yeah. until they until they meet up it's just part of I, in my opinion that's part of the fun what other what other platform can you be in a whole different region to be able to say that i'm in that same league with these players to play at the end for the tough cup and i think that if the demons or the wild boys make it out of st louis and they make a splash at the tough cup you know in in january that is going to change the conversation, and I think it's going to help St. Louis grow. Yeah, I agree. Because if, you know, the Demons and the Wild Boys, they come out of that as, you know, they don't even have to win but be one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. I think that teams will want to play in St. Louis, and so the talent that's out there, mm-hmm. you know, will want to challenge, you know, that team for the throne. One of my reasons for saying a team won't win in the Tough Cup is because they don't have enough experience or they don't really understand the format or the rules. That is not the case with the Wild Boys this te- or even the Demons. These teams have played in Tough longer. Actually, they're the second established league in all of Tough League to where they've played seven, eight seasons already to where they know how to play. And, and, and that's that's why I can't say that Oh, the Wild Boys are going to get shook when they come to L.A. I don't think they are at all. I yeah. think they're going to be one of the top teams that if – I'm not saying they're going to come. No, I can't I can't say that they're the, the only team. Now, again, there's going to be a whole Yuletide tournament that's going to determine what team will represent St. Louis. But let's just, let's just say it's the Wild Boys. If it's the Wild Boys or if it's the Demons, I think it's the same story either way. Yeah. No, they'll both represent well, but – Allow me to to offer kind of an alternative opinion to the fact that there's only two teams in St. Louis. Let's look at team three, Cobras, right? They were six and three, right? And they 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 lost to the Demons. They lost to the to the Wild Boys. The Wild Boys beat them by two, 36-38, right? In a very close game that could have gone either way. You're right. The Reapers, they were a four and five team that played the Wild Boys tough. Mm-hmm. 
a late touchdown made the score a 13 point game, but it was a one score game, and you know, all up until that point. So there are teams that can play with the Wild Boys. I don't think they're far and away the best. I think, you know, yeah. like everything, you know, people eventually catch up. And I do believe that, you know, I would not be surprised if a team not named the Wild Boys comes out of St. Louis. Right. Because the other teams, like I said, are going to be tired of hearing us talk about the Wild Boys. <laughs> and what happens? Now they've got a target on their back every game. The top team, everybody wants to beat that top team. And that's just the way it goes. I, the one thing I do like about the Wild Boys, of the many things they do, is that they have like this gold necklace chain that they wear, and it yeah. looks awesome. I want every team to have one of those and represent them. That's a new thing in football. <laughs> uh, the, the Miami Hurricanes started that with the turnover chain. Oh, okay. So like if a guy gets a pick or a fumble recovery or something, like that, when he comes to the sideline, they put a big chain on him. And then other teams have adopted their own version of that. Um, and now they're doing it in baseball, too. It's oh. It's... It's the new thing. Well, the Wild Boys it's pretty cool. are the only ones in Tough League that are doing it, and it looks awesome. Billy, you brought up a good point, and I, I think this gets lost, it, that St. Louis is the second longest running league. People, I think, tend to lump St. Louis with mm -hmm. Dallas, with Birmingham, and that's not the case. And so, you know, when the social media chatter says Wild Boys are going to get mopped by L.A., San Diego, and Dallas, we hype up Dallas a lot, but they're not on St. Louis's I level, agree. in my opinion. I agree. And before Tough League came to St. Louis, there was no six format. There was no five format. It was always nine on nine. Yeah. Um, they've never had this kind of format. So it's kind of cool to see these players jump to this format, do it so well to be able to represent the city of St. Louis. I like this format, too, because it makes a quarterback be a quarterback. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of formats out there where your quarterback is actually a running back. Yeah. You, you and see they run the ball. Every, they run the ball. Like every, I mean, it's, you know, I'm from New Orleans and down in Louisiana. They play sixes, mm -hmm. but it's not contact or it's or it's screen and the quarterback can run. So what do you see? A really quick guy. Right. At quarterback. And he takes off 60 percent of the time. Uh, unless it, you know, unless he shakes around, runs around, and then heaves it up to like one of his receivers, but there's no like, you know, you're not running plays. Your receivers aren't getting to really run routes. They're they're just you know sitting in areas. So when the quarterback is done scrambling around, this format, you know, you have to play quarterback. Quarterback can't run, so he has to drop back, make a read, find a receiver. The receivers have to beat the DB or beat whatever defenses they're coming up against. And it makes the chess match that much more interesting to me. That's why I like this format. When I first, uh, when Tough League first started, I was the one who went out there and kind of ran it and made sure everything went well. And there was always a guy, before I didn't know any of these players or any of these teams, and there was always a guy that was constantly talking to me about his team being the best and this. And Well, this guy, his name is Lawrence McCoy. He's the manager of uh, the Wild Boys. And he, it's funny, I just got, I got a text from him. He texts me after they win all their championships, and I want to read it. He says, my phone has been broken for three weeks because I refuse to let Apple screw me on a new one, but want to make sure I continue my post-championship win message of thanks. So thank you for not giving up on the league and our city. Despite what's happened and what's been said about our group of players, we really do love the sport, and we are very competitive. But most importantly, we have fun. This makes seven for us. Sucks the national points don't go back to the previous season's but grateful nonetheless. 
My guys play with a chip on their shoulder because they have a strong opinionated belief that tough don't show the wild boys enough love so they feel like they need to make the noise. All of them say thank you for giving us an outlet in a different lane to play in. And that's exactly what I was saying is that it's a different outlet for these guys. And it's captains like him that are the reasons why teams are so successful. He basically, he, he's the, the head coach and the, the babysitter of the wild boys and keeps them all in their lane. It's just cool to see. It's dope to hear that sort of appreciation, knowing everything that goes into putting a league together. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys forget this is really a privilege to play football in general, but, you know, in a format like tough where you get the film, you get um, all of the other, you know, media stuff. Like it's a privilege. And I love hearing that sort of gratitude and, you know, appreciativeness of it. What sucks is that you hear people all the time saying like, Oh, tough doesn't show enough love to a B or C region, you know, to, to our defense, there's not much we can do about that. We, we rely heavily on the conference managers to give us the information to relay it, right? Some conference managers are better than others. That's all I can say. And that helps us as the media department present certain media here or media there. Some locations lack in that. And that's not something that we take lightly. We want to make sure everybody gets the same amount of love, but it boils down to the information that we get. I don't want everybody to get the same amount of love. Earn it. Show me something. So that you can get that love. I mean, if, if you're doing something extraordinary, right, and you, you know, to where I think you should be getting that love, okay. And then you think that it's not getting put out there, go to your conference manager and say, look, how, how what else do you want us to do before you start sending stuff to, you know, the powers that be at Tough so that we can get, you know, get it out there, get our get our footage out there, get our videos out there, get our stats out there. You know what I'm saying? Get our Get our presence out there. Go to them and say that. But otherwise, show me because, I mean, it's not going to be for everybody. I mean, it's, you know, there's there's what, you know, 32 NFL teams. I mean, they talk about what, eight right. of them, right? nine of them all the time. <laughs> as much as people like to say, oh, Tough League is great. The things that we hear are, first of all, in order to be in Tough League, you have to have a name that the league can stand under, that we right. can we can brand, right? And some of these captains, they bring in unreal names like asinine names that you're like why would that even be a name that you would consider but when you tell them it, this is how bad it is when you tell them sorry that name is not accepted they attack you all we can do is be like hey then this is not this is definitely not for you because those players who say hey i want to play in the league this is my team name we say no that's not going to work they go okay let me find a better one and then they do and then you know right away that's the team that should be in top league high standards well it's it's not it's it's high standards, but it's it's all for the players, right? It's to make it's to keep the platform high, elevated, so you as a player feels like you're right. Which is why having high standards doesn't need to be defended, right? I mean, you you want the best for you know the the people who are supporting and playing in and enjoying the 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 product that you put out there. So yeah, you want to have high standards because you want that for them. So the demons and the wild boys having played in the championship, they accumulated some coins, some tough coins. Uh, we, we have the conversation about the demons and wild boys, but we've got another opportunity coming up uh, for other teams to earn coins. Yeah, so they're, they're, the Battle Scars tournament will start, I think, the weekend before the fall season begins. And exactly what you said is right. I mean, you this is the perfect opportunity for teams like the Tropics, who 
were unable to play and finish the season to get those coins so they could play in the Yuletide tournament December 4th or 5th to see who comes out to L.A. Now, this, the, the Yuletide tournament is going to be outdoors. There's a good chance it's going to be really cold outside. There's going to be a good chance it's going to be snow. You guys in, in New York and the guys in St. Louis, you have to be ready for that kind of weather for that one tournament. Oh, that sounds awesome. I kind of, I think I might go. I, I think I might, I might go to one of the Yuletide tournaments at, at one of these other cold sites. It's, just cause it's the only time they're going to be playing in that kind of weather. I think it's awesome because it's only four teams, so it's only two games, right? Back to back, get in there, play in that weather, and then get out. You got to earn it if you want to come to LA. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to show up either. In, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to show up in either St. Louis or New York for for one. <laughs> You all will be battle tested by the time you get out Absolutely. to LA. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, play in the snow and earn earn your trip to eighty five and sunny mm-hmm. <laughs> in January. <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk about my my peoples over in LA. It went down. <laughs> all right, so I actually ref some games in the Van Nuys region. And uh, I had spies and peepers for live games down in in Downey in the south part of L.A. And, I mean, both Spartan and Titan had some battles in Los Angeles. Um, A lot of surprises. I mean, in Van Nuys, it was chalk. One, two in Titan, um, two, three in Spartan. Mm -hmm. No, excuse me. It's uh, two, four. Sorry. The four seed beat the one seed. Park Bums advanced. Remember we talked about park the bums. Park Bums yes. being, this is their chance. This is right. their chance to prove themselves. <laughs> right. So it was, it's, uh, <laughs> it was, in, in the games, the, the, like I said, one of the best games I've seen this season was a Spartan game. It was, it was Rhino's Rampage. I mean, that ending is crazy. I, I don't care what region you're from. Go watch the Rhino's Rampage game. That You really, the last, watch the last minute and a half. What a crazy game that was. Didn't they have a close game earlier this season, too? Yeah. I mean, the teams are, you know, fairly evenly matched. Rhinos have had an amazing season. Their quarterback gets hurt before the season starts. They take their number one receiver, move him to quarterback. So now they're down their number one receiver and their quarterback because now their number one receiver has to play quarterback. Coming in the playoffs, they lose their number two receiver. (laughs) So they were hurting and they limped in. They play uh, Mastodons, right? They beat the Mastodons. Rampage does what they're supposed to do against the Donkeys. Set up this Rhinos Rampage matchup. They're the two two of the top teams in in Spartan and in Van Nuys. So it was an amazing game. I mean, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Twenty three seconds left to go in the game. Rampage takes a one point lead. Rhinos mismanage the clock. They have one timeout. They throw a pass. The receiver doesn't get out of bounds. They rush up to the line as though they're going to. You know, just either spike the ball or, you know, run a play. They do neither. They argue until three seconds left and call the timeout. Mind you, they haven't gotten to half to midfield yet. I'm on the sideline and I'm thinking, goodness, they have come royally screwed this. (laughs) Their quarterback's got a got a, a messed up groin. So he's not the most mobile now. He gets the ball, rolls to his left a little bit. Smartly rampage, sends two, drops four back into the end zone. Rhinos send out two receivers and just fling it. <laughs> and out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a receiver comes 
it just skies over everybody, catches the ball, feet gets taken from underneath, he lands on his back in the end zone with a thud, and it's just heartbreak for Rampage <laughs> and elation for the Rhinos. It was an amazing game. And that was Chris Smith who made that game when yep, he catch out. Yes. And earlier in the game, he told his quarterback, look, man, you get in trouble, just throw it up to me. He's like, I- I'll make the play. But then he got hurt, and he missed a couple plays. So I wasn't even sure if he was going to be out there for the final play. Where was Alex Bateman? Um, Alex Bateman is, plays on the Rhinos, and he's legit. I told you, the Rhinos have had some injuries. They weren't, they weren't at full strength out there. Matt Cresswell playing, was playing quarterback. His cousin, Anthony. Anthony Cresswell, yes, there we go, was hurt, so he didn't play. I mean, it just it's. I mean, it was it was they they limped in, and I was thinking they were done for. And my goodness, did they pull off a stunner? There's nothing you can do about it. No. Sometimes a player makes play, and that's the game. And it's- yeah, it's like, like I said, I I saw the disappointment on Rampage's faces. Oh, it's but one of the worst feelings. But it's but you know they they didn't do anything wrong. I mean they 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 had the right strategy. They had four on two. Somebody just makes, you know, a, a play you cannot coach for. I mean, just, you know, you can't, you can, is that third dimension. I mean, you know, you, okay, I've got it. I've got the width and I've got the length covered. <laughs> but then the height, the guy jumps, you know, say he jumps 12 feet in the air, grabs the ball out of the air, then no one else is going to be able to well, do about it. Well, let's also, Chris is a, um, he's an elite athlete too. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously. legit, yeah. Obviously. But like I said, yeah, and on the other side, just like, you know, <laughs> Old faithful park bums, right? They they strode up, they strode up with their six players, yeah. like they always do. Like we talked about in earlier podcasts, they roll up and they only have six, and they were like, "Man, how are we gonna make this work?" But they were able to pull out two games, two wins. Was Jason Overstreet there? No, oh, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, he no, no, no. Play. Okay, now to be fair, they had their top six. Okay, so it was you know their quarterback Omar Placencia. Jason Overstreet, um, they had Boo Williams. So they had their people. I mean, they had their their playmakers. Hey, it's um, all you need. That's it's all you need. Except for, you know, going both ways all game for two games. That's, yeah. That's that's tough. I mean, I we, we were talking to the quarterback. We were talking about the, to the quarterback for the Dragons, and he was saying, yeah, he was like, man, it was tough. You know, we only had 10 guys. 10 guys? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 10 guys is amazing. Like, but like I said, that, that, that's a lot of teams that are like that. It's like, you know. There are some formats where people play both ways, but I think the format of tough really kind of encourages specialists. You, yeah. you know, are an elite receiver or you are a lockdown yeah. corner or safety. I think it's hard to do both really well. How often do you see quarterbacks play defense? Rarely, if in at all. Um, I can name the quarterbacks – who play? Who want to or do play defense? I can I can name them. I, I they're in my head, right? Alex Barrion for the Goonies, uh, Mark Hernandez for the Raptors. Oh, that's right. Um, and he's a good safety. He's yeah. a good defensive back. Too. So is so is Alex. And and uh, Rick Conti plays defense. I mean, he doesn't play it all the time, but he likes to be in there for big plays. Um, he plays like you know linebacker position when when he goes in. Uh, Omar Placencia. Might be, oh leading. yeah, yeah. He might be leading his team in interceptions. That's right. We right? never let Melissa Berger play defense. <laughs> she asks every time, and we're like, "No." Does she suck? 
she a bad defender? She's fine, but you're the quarterback. Like we can't afford to let. But you hey, get hurt look what it's defense. doing. I mean, Colton Garner is doing it in uh, in Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, it just it's there's. I mean, there's guys w- who play both ways. But I mean, I, to, be, to be real, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks are stereotypical quarterbacks, right? That's what they are. They're quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not dual threat mm-hmm. because the quarterback can't run. Right, so you want somebody who's going to be able to put the ball on the money more than you care about someone who's going to be able to a really great you know, athlete, you know, run around and have great lateral and movement and speed because it's wasted behind the line of scrimmage. But there are, like I said, there's there's some guys who want quarterbacks that want to go both ways um, and and play on both sides of the ball. But Diane's right. This this format really does highlight specialists. I mean, you want guys. I mean, there's guys who show up every week to rush that's what they that's what they're gonna do the rhinos the rhinos have a good rusher i you know i get on him every week because he's he's sneaky right uh they make their defensive calls right before the quarterback hikes the ball it makes the referee have to say sometimes look i understand you may be making a call but i'm not stupid so i understand that you may be trying to manipulate stat count that's specifically against the rules you know so get it together and then what happens is you know he figures out a different way that he can affect the game. I tell guys all the time, though, man, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, <laughs> right? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It ain't, and I tell them all the time, and you know, checking ain't cheating. There's always guys who always, you know, ask me, well, ref, what about you? You can check. That's not cheating. Just, you know. <laughs> but once the ref tells you something, you know, roll with it. It's funny you mentioned that some players show up just to rush. Remember Hunter Gardner? Yeah, he was a great rusher. Because stand that guy. <laughs> so he was a good rusher, but it was really interesting to see him on the sideline. He would show up on defense, and I mean, he would rush his ass off. Yeah, and then he'd go on the sideline and he'd put his like jacket over him, <laughs> like, get his Gatorade, just sit there and wait on the sideline. Like a picture between, like yeah. a picture between. Yeah, ends. it was like because that's what he came to do. He, yeah. he didn't come to play offense. He, I'm going to come and do I, what I do. But he also has the record too. Yeah, he he was a sack master. I play football four other days of the week. And if I want to be a receiver, I have other opportunities to do it. But when I show up to tough, I'm here to play defense. <laughs> like, I'm here to do coverage. I'm here to play man. It's where, you know, I make the biggest impact. And so I'm not going to come into tough because it's so high level, you know, and insist that I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to play receiver. I yeah, And that's what I mean. It encourages specialists and to be really great at that one thing. So there was a Spartan and Downey as well. All season I've been saying that the Tar Heels, you know, were the number one Spartan team that I've seen in LA. Right? I they they they've been amazing all year. <laughs> That's why you play the game. Absolutely. <laughs> Any given Sunday. Yeah. The top two seeds and Downey Spartan went down. Mm. You love to see it. You know, it's just it's it makes everything interesting. I mean, Tar Heels came in, they're undefeated. Misfits come in. Misfits were number two. They're only lost two to Tar Heels. Both of them go out. <laughs> Did they have their full team? I would that doesn't they, even matter. I would assume they would. I've not playoffs. given anybody that excuse sure. all season. So And we'll no talk one, about that with Titan too. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? To me, doesn't doesn't matter. They they knew when the games were. You you show up and you play with the team you have. Um, so, but I could tell you, Tar Heels did have their squad. I mean, they had their quarterback and they had some, a couple of their impact receivers, right? So, they, you know, they they should have won. But instead, what we ended up with is the three seed DX Army 
5 c lights out advance to the Spartan Cup playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exciting to me. I, don't, I you know it's just it's you know you expect you expect one thing only to have another thing thing happen. Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you want We've said this before, I've said this before. You want a robust competitive Spartan division because it eventually leads to teams that might be strong enough to play in Titan. And you also want good teams in Spartan because you want competition for folks who may not be at the athletic level or at the team level to play in Titan. Well, we were talking about the, the you, you specifically said that the Tar Heels should be a Titan team. The, do you feel that way now? I still do. You still do? Yeah, just because, I mean, every team, you know, has a loss. I mean, Wildwoods won the championship in St. Louis, and they had a loss. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're not, you know, the cream of the crop in Well, according to the park bums, <laughs> oh, yeah. you well, got to win to go up, right? No, I mean. That's that's the way they feel, that they need to win a Spartan championship to move up. But, I mean, there's teams in Titan that never won a Spartan championship. I mean, we gave props to Noah's Ark and La Migra before because they are making it happen in Titan. And, and I mean, it's funny that you bring those those teams up because they won Noah, playoff games. Listen, the Raptors are one of the best teams in L.A. And Damn, they, I had Raptors winning, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and they got knocked and they got oh, knocked out by Noah's Ark. Mark, <laughs> they got knocked out by Noah's Ark. Um, I had them winning the whole thing. Yeah. Hey, listen, we are such an idiot. I think I think I was uh, pretty clear on who I thought was gonna win, and that didn't happen. They I barely, don't, I don't they remember for sure. Who'd you pick? I think I picked RBK and Lamigra. No, you last didn't. Time. Liar. I had. To I have. picked. I picked the the Raptors. You you picked. I, I RBK. Said, and I'm talking about before the season began, right? Oh, no, before no, no. the season began. Oh, before the season began, time. I thought you said. Who did you say? No, 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 I, I, I had, I had black. I said it was going to be Black Panthers and and Raptors. That's who I thought. I think I might have. Said I said end Raptors. Game. End game. You did yeah. say. Yeah, end you game. said end game. Let's not. <laughs> hey, let's listen. not bring up old stuff. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Like I, none of us here were a hundred percent on our picks. Damn, I mean, we got our RBK, our, but we knew RB. I knew RBK. We knew RBK was going to be at the top. Yeah. So that's not a surprise. Lemieux is a surprise. Yeah. I just let's. I mean, there's no way around it. They are a surprise. There's no way. No, none of the only person here who had even given them a chance is Diane. Was Diane over here? Yeah, Diane's only. And I was like, please don't burn me. No, my gosh. uh... No, you listen. I mean, they're that team that you know. You go to a tournament, and you look at them, and you're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna blow this team out. And then when you lose, you're like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Right? They they are a flag football team. They are savvy. They are not going to uh, overwhelm you overwhelm you with athletic talent. No, what what they do is they are smart. They make the plays they're supposed to, right? And they force you to have to be better than them. Program, who I think is one of the best teams in LA, right? Was up on them big the whole time. But what happened? They got up big, right? And then they got complacent. Their fire didn't last. Mm-hmm. Where La Migra kept chugging, they kept fighting. And next thing you know, program didn't even understand they were in a game. They were in a battle. It was also they did score a lot of their conversions too. The PATs made a big difference. So I've always said, that. all right. So I have this rule on the teams that I play on. If I score first, I go for one. Mm-hmm. Like Why? I, I want I want to get I want to get an extra point on the board now. 
oh, put the pressure okay. on the other team to get a extra point, whether they go for one or two, yeah. right? I because you know that that five yards, I got nine hundred plays to get five yards. How many plays do you have for two for a ten for yard? Two, for for two, for two? It it's that extra five yards is huge. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it gives the defense more room to react, while you still have the same amount of room in the end zone. The end zone doesn't change. The, the end zone is finite, right? Yeah. So from five yards, right? You can you can do a pitch play from five yards. Can't do a pitch play from ten. Right? I could. Somebody still has no. to, somebody <laughs> still has to make a move yeah. to get into the end zone. So a lot of your plays now that you have to extend. That's a that's another time. That's another bit of timing that you have to account for. And like I said, the defense now has that much more time to react so i you know have a lot of two-point plays but you know i get my i i get my one-point conversions at a much higher clip Mm -hmm. than my two-point conversions so if i score first i put the pressure on them i score first get that one point now i have seven so now they have to make a decision if they score all right do we go for one entire we go for two that indecision right there sometimes makes a big deal whether or not they even are prepared to go for two so they'll, they'll go for one right they don't get it right now Next time I get it, I continue to now they're chasing. They're chasing me. When do you start going for two? Um, depends. Um, do you ever go for two? You I do, do when I you're do, down. I do. I do. No, no, no. I well, I go for two when I'm up if I if it'll get me extra possessions. So for instance, uh if I can go for two and make it a two possession game instead of one, go for two, make it a three possession game instead of two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm 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 trying to go for the win early, right? Because that extra possession now. We have the onside kick this year, <laughs> right? Extension the on- rule. Extension rule. Yeah. We have the extension rule this year, which played a, which, played which, a, which played a huge game. role. So now, right, even though even if I go for two to try to get that extra possession, all right, put myself up, you know, two scores instead of three. The extension play makes it though where they can try to counter that. Program is up three possessions in the, in, in the second half it, with like five minutes left. Jesus. They're up three scores. Now, I think it's like 17 points, but that's that's three possessions. Sure. Right? They score, get the two-point conversion. Program comes down, Carroll's with the ball, throws the pick. They score, get the conversion. Go for, Go the, for the extension, extension play. And they get it. They throw a 34-yard oh. comeback to the sideline. Receiver dies for it, scoops it off the ground. Who? Who's that um, receiver? Play the game. Goodness gracious. What's his name? <laughs> Uh, AJ. AJ Kirkpatrick. That's who it was. That's right. Yeah. Hey, that that's play of the game, if you ask me. That's play of the season for them. For sure. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, first of all, that's, that was a great throw. You know, they needed 30 yards. He threw it 32 and a half. Yeah, but uh, honestly, well, no, you can't really blame. The defense did their job, but, like, it was – he was open. It's it's a tough – I mean, yeah, it was – but it, it's a throw. Okay, here's the thing. On if, an he extent- throws, if he throws that ball eight inches higher – I think the DB has a chance to, to get a hand to in there. Knock it down. So it was a great throw. It was, yeah, the ball was but placed because perfectly. the ball was put down, the DB or the the receiver goes down and he's able to shield himself from the defender to where it's him or the ball to make. The what play. would you do differently as a defense? Would you would you even rush the quarterback? Would you get all your defense out there to where it's like I would, four and four, and you just have four in front and four? In, I would are, are four yes. in front and two in back. Yes, I would. Um, yeah, I would. I would still rush two. You would still have two rushes. I would rush two, because that forces. Yeah, you're them, right. You're right. That, that and that's, forces that's, them exactly to have to block two. So now it's four on three. Where it becomes difficult is in a situation where you have a team with like an Angie from Pericos, where he's tall, 
and he's fast. Yeah. So you run him deep. Well, you've got to, you know, two of your guys got to go with him because you could throw it up and he can go up and get it. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's, he's tall and fast. This was a great play because this wasn't, you know, their fastest guy. But he runs a great route, gets into the defender, turns back towards the sideline, balls down and away, and he goes down and gets it. I mean, it's just that's a tough play to cover. Absolutely. That's a tough play to cover in the NFL. You know, if you're an NFL corner, it's a tough play to cover. It's just it is. It's like, you know, the you know, DBs who are, you know, playing press man and, and a quarterback makes a perfect back shoulder throw. There's nothing you can do about that. Well, if that rule wasn't in place, which just was established this season, mm-hmm. let me agree with they wouldn't even be no, here. No, it's yeah. it was crazy. Program would have the ball and they would be running out the clock. Damn. What I think is funny is you mentioned that at some points in the game, uh Lim Bugru is down seventeen points. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you watch the film and not really keeping track of score and really what you're doing is watching body language and you watch body language and you can get a sense of who's up if it's a blowout if it's close mm-hmm. Lamigra, i would have had no idea that they were down three possessions because they absolutely did not carry themselves that way right and that was what i was talking about last podcast was the confidence they have the confidence that they're going to make the right play at the right time and I saw this in the game against Endgame where they didn't miss any flagpoles. They made the plays that they were supposed to play and they carried themselves knowing that they will have a chance at the end of the game. And I love that about them. That's why I was so hyped on them. And I think I picked them to come out of uh, the playoffs here. So I was right. Yeah, you, you were. That's, yeah. that's Nobody else thought that's that. That's a great call. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I, you're like that 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 woman in That's in you. Wisconsin who who wins the college basketball pick and pool. Like you know, <laughs> it's like what? How did you know? No, that's just you being. Yeah. That's why you're high. That's why you're getting paid a million dollars by Tough League is because we think that you know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Sometimes it burns me. I thought the same thing about Flash in San Diego, and that did not work out for me. Uh. But. Uh, I love the way that Lamigra plays. I love the way that they carry themselves. And all right. they right. do, they're, they're football players. We talk about having football players all the time. Okay. Then I ask you this for, just for Spartan. Who's holding up the Spartan Cup next weekend? I think it has to be. Nope. Oh. Who is it going to be? It's, I want to know right now who. It's going to be the Rhinos oh. because they have that same attitude about them. They're going to do what they need to do at the end of games to win. Okay. Wow. Good for you. I'm sticking with the same conference, different team. Park bums. I've said it from the beginning. To me, the park bums. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't care if they show up with, with only six. I still pick park bums. I would try to just argue for the fun of it, but I agree with you. My, my intuition is park bums and it has been the park bums whenever we had the conversation with them, uh, podcasts ago honestly it's just i i I picked the part bums because like i said i think the rhinos limped in and you know i think the clock has has struck midnight on them and i figure that they're going to turn back into a pumpkin um who are the rhinos the rhinos because i just like i said i I mean is matt crustle going to be the quarterback is he injured 
No, Matt Cresswell is their quarterback. Their actual quarterback is hurt, and just like I said, he got Mario hurt Maldonado. Mario Maldonado. But so, I'm, you were saying that before this game, he was limping. People he were was tired. limping, and like I said, they, they're they're literally limping into the playoffs. And if they don't have Anthony Cresswell, it's gonna be a problem. If they don't have Alex Bateman, it's gonna be a problem. If Matt Cresswell isn't 100, percent that's gonna be a problem. Honestly, I I don't I don't know. If as they don't much. have Chris Smith, it's a problem. That guy's he's hurt, isn't he? They're they're hurt all over the place, and this is this is the problem. I don't know a lot about the three and the five C from Downey. The D, yeah, DX, DX Army, Army and uh, Lights, Lights Out. out. Lights yeah. out. I don't yeah. know a lot about well, these guys. Well, they're they're uh, they went under the radar the entire season. Right. I mean, they're the they're three and the five C. Good so. for them. Yeah. Let's no. let's bring them to the light. Yeah. I, hey, listen. Their opportunity to change the conversation. Without question. Yeah, I want them to show 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 me. (laughs) Prove me wrong. (laughs) Show me. We should get you a shirt. Greg's face. Greg's face. I'll make it happen. (laughs) I'll get get a show me shirt. (laughs) I I love that they've made it this far. I'm love that they made it this far, but now they're they're gonna have to show it. That's one of our segments. We're gonna have a new segment called Show Me. Yeah, show me. The show me segment. And we'll, we'll, you know how they do like the come on, man. Yeah, it'll yeah. be something like that. Yeah. Show me, and then we'll have a highlight play of them showing you. Yeah, that's what they did. We'll we'll put it in there. So that, so it's um that's you know that that's that's how I I see it. I I still think Park Bums comes out on top um, for Titan and Downey. And if hold on, if if Park Bums do come out on top, do they go to Titan? Yeah, definitely. It's now time, right? Definitely. Yeah. I think. I, actually, actually, you know what? Do they go to Titan now? I, they, I, they prove themselves. I think. If and I'm say this, if Park Bums were in Titan and Van Nuys this year, they this would be season, the third, season, yeah. fourth best team. Sure, in Titan, I bet they know that too. I think well, teams I, like I, Rampage, teams like Rebels, teams like the Rhinos, especially if they when they have Mario Maldonado, their quarterback. I think these teams could also move up and play Titan and Van Nuys. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna play a little bit armchair psychologist here. I don't know if Park Bums are, even if they win, if they're going to move up. You know, I feel like they've been in Spartan for so long. Yeah, but he even going, said. No, it's going to be a different reason. Oh, why. I see. You think they'd love. I think that that's the their excuse. I think the goalposts are going to move, maybe. I... <laughs> nah, I, I don't think so. You know what I think? Well, we called them happening? out. Now they have to. And they will. <laughs> well, here's what I think is going to happen. Park Bums are a group of guys who've played together for a while. They play with they play with their people. Yeah, right. They don't really recruit like other players and stuff like that. Which I love. I, I think love that. that they will. I think they will recruit players. I think they're going to go outside of their comfort zone with Which the guys. Which I hate. Doing. I hate them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and they're gonna and then you know and then they're gonna move up. Like I said, Omar Omar yeah. could easily is a, is an easy Titan quarterback. Yeah, he's great with, with Overstreet and with Boo. They they've got players. Who can play this game? At but both of those guys have played Titan at some point, both of them. Boone, yeah, they. Jason J- Overstreet. J- yeah, you're right. Jason played with me when he was on Titan. That's right. Jason played with me when he was on Titan, and Boo has played with me in upper divisions and other leagues. So I've played with both of these guys at the top levels before. I know, so I know that they can do it. After after their session with their armchair, uh, <laughs> we'll ask. We'll ask them. We'll yeah. see what they say. If they say no, then I feel they, like we've heard them say they would if they if they win the, the Spartan Cup. I feel like my shirt is going to say, don't bring up old stuff unless I was right. <laughs> and we'll see what Park Bums has to say about that. Congratulations on getting this far. There's a there's a hell Tall of a lot teams. of teams, Tall right? Teams. There's a hell of a lot of teams yeah. that are trying to get to where they are right now. They would love to be playing another week. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. Omar, start making phone calls now. Make sure your guys get there. Try to show up at least. I don't think he's gonna do seven that. Oh, eight. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. seven. Show show up a, show up at seven or eight. Cause I know you guys have like ten guys on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think he will recruit though. I think he's that kind of play. And he had all the opportunity to recruit this this whole past off season. He never yeah, did. I think I don't. I don't yeah, what I don't think he think? felt he needed to. To this point, but if he moves up to Titan, I, f- I feel like he'll didn't, want some extra. I mean, didn't they guys who are going to show up? Didn't they tell more us than that just they had a whole bunch of new people this time around? Didn't right, but they were they were apprehensive about oh, yeah. those guys too. Though he, he said players he didn't even know he hasn't even met yet. Right, but know. they were apprehensive about those guys, and it's come to fruition where these guys didn't didn't show up when they needed them. Yeah, so there's that. We have Park Bums winning. You have rhinos. rhinos winning. So Valley Valley wins the Spartan. That's that's where it seems like we are. A little bit different in Titan. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, if I'm talking about pure talent, I think the Savages have the most athletes. But for some reason, when they are in the limelight, they fold. Surge folds. In Tough League, it's different. Eight and nine man is is, is his uh that's his deal. Six man he hasn't gotten to the top yet. I think I think this is this is the year though. Well, with 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 you know the players that he has, I think like I said, I think Savages have the edge when it comes to overall athleticism. And I think I think the Savages beat La Migra. I think I I I don't Savages go to the go to the finals? I think Savages go to the finals. Against RBK. RBK. And I love the guys on the Sharks. I think the problem with the Sharks is the mental edge goes to RB, RBK. RBK plays chess. They know how to they know how to manipulate this game. They know how to game plan. They know how to end game plan. Antonio Bray is going to have that Sharks defense ready. I think that RBK will be more surgical. Mm. And I think they come out on top because of that. Plus, those guys are vets. And this is their format. Five, six-man center contact, this is their format. This is where they play the best. And so I see RBK not only beating the Sharks, but I, I think RBK takes it. Ooh. I, I say RBK, RBK takes it. RBK wins the 2021 summer season Titan Cup Championship in Los, in Angeles. Los Angeles. Correct. Wow. That's my that's 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 and that's, and that's my pick. huge. That's huge. That is. I mean they're the best team in Los Angeles. And there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that can be the best team in Los Angeles. But that I, I think RBK, right, that went they didn't have any excuses, right? They came out. They started the season 0-1. They lost that first game, and then they rattled off seven in a row. They're trending in the right direction. When we talked about San Diego, I talked about how Vipers and Pericos, they're different styles. Vipers out here to blow everyone out, make everyone pay, and Pericos doing exactly what they need to do just enough to win a game. And I see a lot of parallels with RBK. You know, RBK beat Noah's Ark by a point. I don't think there was ever really any doubt that they would probably win that game. But they did just enough. And a win is a win. You don't need to blow someone out by 30 for it to be a win. And I think RBK is a lot like that. And we saw what happened with Pericos. You know, they lost to the Vipers in the regular season. And they come back and they win a championship. I do like RBK. I'm interested to see with Primetime Sharks and Savages what beating up on lesser teams, how that's going to impact them when it comes time to play with these downy teams. Yeah, because they were 
they were far and away the favorites, but start the season far away the favorites during the season, and right now. And, and and were no surprise to be the two teams to come out of Van Nuys at the end. Because I see them as being most like the Vipers. You know, I watch a lot of film where they're blowing out teams, even though they don't need to. They just do it because it's fun, and why not? Right. And I think we've seen some history where the team that does enough to win is usually the one who has the most composure at the end. Well, I, I it's tough for me to think of a team from the Valley holding up the Titan Cup this this season. It's just tough to do because it's such a the, the talent is so incredible in the South. Yeah, but I would not be surprised. I would like I, – I, I, I I'm, I'm a fan, so I'm going to be chewing yeah. my popcorn while I mean, I'm watching. I think the Savages are the most talented group yeah, of athletes. Are. I agree. For sure. Well, primetime Sharks are – Primetime Sharks Jesus. are a little too, but yeah. – Rick, but I again, just like I said, Sergio folds, so does Rick. I've known I've known those two to just take a big dump when it really matters. And I think they know that people have said that about them. And I think that they'll play with a chip on their shoulder. Good. It would shock everybody, right? If it was if one of the Valley teams wins yeah. at all. No, it would no, shock. No, I would not be shocked. Yeah, you would. I'm gonna say that. No, I wouldn't. I would not be shocked. I pick RBK because that's a smart money pick. I you know, if you do them if you do if you do the math, you look at the teams, RBK is a smart money pick. I wouldn't be surprised if the Sharks or Savages won. I would be surprised if Lemigre won. Yeah. I would of us those are my guys. <laughs> that would be a surprise to me. You didn't pick them, did you? No, no not yeah. to win it all. Get, she picked them to get to this point. And they're going to get, so who's, who are they playing? They're playing the Sharks? No, no, they're, they're playing gonna the, play uh, savages. the Savages. And the Savages are going to beat them, right? We all agree I, on I that. Think, I think the Savages, I think Savages beat them. I think the Savages are just too athletic. You know what? Yeah. I just hope Lamigra comes out and wins this whole thing. <laughs> That's my. Those are my. Here's the thing. I, I don't think I would be shocked no, be if shocked. if Lemigre pulled it out. No, I'd be shocked. They're listening right now. I wouldn't bet they're money on it, but up. I wouldn't be shocked. They should be fired up. I mean, they weren't even supposed to be here, <laughs> but they are, right? And not that they didn't deserve it. They they look. They I'm all about riding the hot hand. Like yeah, I, I am too. I'm the same way. However, I'm also a big fan of the underdog team, which seems to be Lemigre. They're definitely the underdogs. So I'm a fan of them. I mean, my my, them, my ranking right now would be RBK, I'll Savage, pick and Sharks, Lamigra. You hear that, Lamigra? <laughs> I'm picking you. No, I'm not. RBK, <laughs> RBK, and then Savages, hey, then the Sharks. You don't think you don't think you don't think Lamigra has a chance? I'll put a hundred bucks on it. What? I bet you hundred. I bet you hundred bucks that Lamigra wins it all. Sure. Oh my gosh! Give them some fire. You just make sure you spell and, my name. And right. you know what? You know what? <laughs> matter of fact, cat. I'm going to shoot you my cash you know what? right now. <laughs> and if, and if LaMigra wins, I'll give them a free season next season. Oh. Free season. Absolutely. That's, that's, no, no, no. No, no. You know why, sure. you know why he could do that? Because he don't even believe that buzz. I mean. <laughs> hey. hey, but I'm willing to put a hundred bucks on it too. <laughs> yeah. A hundred bucks, I see that. I'll put a hundred bucks. Bet. That, and I know your cash app. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll I got a hundred bucks. Lamigra. Okay, so let's do this though. Let's do this. All right. Lamigra beats Savages. A hundred bucks on that game. Okay. Hundred bucks. Lamigra wins that game. I'm not gonna give you a hundred bucks that they're gonna win it all. But if they do win it all, they play for free next season. I just don't believe you to believe that. I just don't believe that you believe, believe that. It. Hey, if believe anything, it. it's fire for them, right? 
I'm I'm all about the chain. I love the underdogs. And if they're gonna give me a show, I'm gonna nah, pop man. that popcorn. Nah, my money's on my money my my money's on the savages. There's no way. There's the savages are gonna win that game for sure. But here's the thing if the if the sharks if the sharks beat RBK, damn. I, uh, who man, what's doing <laughs> But the sharks could beat RBK. That's the thing. I mean it's any if the what shark, are we talking about here? It could I, I, any I think, given Sunday. Yeah, what we just saying that? Yeah, yeah. Any given Sunday. You're right. I, You're right. I honestly feel like Primetime Sharks has about as much of a chance to beat RBK as you're giving Lamigra to yeah. beat the Savages. Really? There you go. I'm not super hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, all it's right. like here's the thing though. These are the these are the top four teams in all of Los Angeles. Right. Even right. though they snuck in, they're the top four. This is the top four teams. Yeah. No, they so there's all no the, snuck in. They they played. They played. They the have game. all. They we have all the right to say that they have a chance. Any of these teams has a shot. Yeah. So that being said. These four teams are going to earn coins, correct? Oh yeah, they've already earned coins. These these four teams already they've earned already coins. earned. So if you if you're the runner up, you get ten per player. Right. If you win the whole thing, you get twenty. That being said, there is a Battle Scars tournament in San Diego that's open to everyone. That's right. This is on September 26th, and I but don't think there's only eight teams allowed. Right. There's only so only it's eight. filling up fast. It's, but it's, I but if, I, think, I think it's over. I think it's. Maybe, think, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to say. The last that. I checked, they didn't have all eight. They were waiting on two more because the thing is, they're not letting people lock in a spot without payment. Right. If you want tough cup coins, this is it, and man. you didn't play the way you felt you should have played this past season, I would get in this tournament. Yeah. Get in this tournament because there's a lot. There's a lot of teams who have excuses about injuries or guys didn't show or couldn't make it or whatever like that. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. Go play in this Battle Scars tournament and earn these coins. Yeah, I mean, it's just a no brainer. And I think we're we're trying to find a time to do the same thing in L.A. Right. It's super limited though. But so, what if L.A. doesn't put that together? These and, guys and, and there's don't a good chance they don't. So you're right. Don't miss the opportunity. I don't know how many spots are left, but contact Joe Green. And get in there. I want to see L.A. teams down there. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, because we keep talking about, you know, we talk about L.A., San Diego all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys want to, you know, what we keep talking about these San Diego teams. You want to see what we're talking about. Get down there and play in a tournament. Yeah. And if you do win, if you win the whole thing, uh, win, win a tournament, you get 10 coins per player. If you are the runner up, you get five. If you're the MVP of that whole tournament, you get three. There it is. It's a lot, hey, and that adds up a lot. I yeah. mean, after a while, you look at this, you look at the rankings, and you see, like, we, they just posted something out of. There's New a York. lot of teams in LA, and only the top four will get to play in the Utah right. tournament. Th- isn't that crazy? Only, I think it's gonna be really tight in LA. And there's all of a it'd, it'd be solid. it'd be so tight that it'd be it'll go down to like co- one or two coins. Yeah, I'm telling you, it will. It's gonna go down one or two coins, and there's gonna be a team that's fifth that's gonna be pissed that they didn't play Absolutely. in one of these tournaments. Absolutely, because only the top four go. Yeah, hopefully you guys are listening. And you guys get in one of these Battle Scar tournaments. <laughs> if you missed the one in San Diego, <laughs> I hope you guys can get tickets to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> the playoff stage is set in Dallas. 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 We've talked a lot about Dallas. I've seen a lot of improvement in the play in Dallas. I, I, you know, the first first couple of seasons in Dallas, I looked at it, it was like, uh, you could tell they were learning the format. Um, I, it looks like some people have been listening to the podcast because I've noticed some of the changes in the strategy and how some of the offense is working. What I'm still not seeing in Dallas is the defense. Like uh, these guys are still sitting six man coverages. Yeah. With no rush. That's going to get exposed. What's frustrating for me is I will see teams try it out to start. 
And so they'll rush to quarterbacks will complete passes short. You know, they won't pull the flag and, you know, they'll say this isn't working and they'll go back to what they were doing. And I said this in the last podcast, you may not need it to win in Dallas, but if you are planning not to get mopped in L.A., you got to do it. You got to build it up. <laughs> you say I'm mopped. That's <laughs> funny. You used to say that when we were kids. All right. So 100% agree. It, just, it may not be necessary to win Dallas, but you better believe the quarterbacks aren't going to be sitting there for five, six seconds nationally in the tournament. You're going to get a rush on you. They have a fall season, and they have a. I think they have a, a tournament as well to get it together. So they have one more season after this to, to really get it together and, and get that rush on. And I think, you know, you said that these guys are listening. They are. Keelan mm-hmm. Jackson is texting me saying, hey, here's what he said. I try to update you after each game. We beat the Kings yesterday, and also I got a pitch back on our second game for a long kind of run and like a 15-yard run and scored both. I keep what y'all told me in the middle of my mind. So he's listening. And no, it, you know what? He is. He, I told him, we looked at the schedule. We said, if you listen to us, you'll go 7-1. and one. He didn't lose a game. He yeah. went 7-1. They, um, I love what they're doing under center bunch. They're bunching up under center, and guys are exposing the zones. Because he's at the line of scrimmage, he's able to get him the ball quick. It's flag football. You make a guy miss a flag, I mean, that's it. Right. right. That's 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 the point. You want to make them miss flags. And they, they were making guys miss flags a couple of times. They caught a rush. Center was smart enough. Peel off, pick up the rush, get into a route. Right. We're talking about the mud bros here. Right. And they they did a great job of doing that. And their center was really smart, knowing when to peel off, pick up a block and, and, and not stick on the block. But once he picked up the block to where the quarterback can move to an open space and have time to make a read, he was immediately out into a route. That's the way it has to go. Was it, is the center the guy who did the flip in the, in the yeah video? absolutely? He's a big dude for doing a flip like that. <laughs> Man, he did a combination. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was like it was I give a, it a ten. They're having right. fun. Yeah, it's and you know it's uh, they're dope out there with their little creamsicle uniforms. You they know, they look what I'm good. Those jerseys and those pants. Yeah, they look good. It's that's a good a combo. Good, that's a good setup. Yeah. That was a good combo. It's like it's like the, those throwback Tampa Bay um, uniforms that they they wear sometimes. That being said, so far the best team eyeball test stats. And scoreboard say that Mammoth. Right. They're they're the best team in Dallas. Eyeball? You think eyeball or you think just stats? No, I'm looking eyeball. They look like a flag football team, which is scary. Yeah. Because they got they have Corey Webb. He played this week. Oh. Yeah. Corey Webb oh, plays did for he? Mammoth. Yes. Ooh, la, la. He Ooh. plays for Mammoth. Well, you know what's funny? Is this his first game playing? Because he has to play two games, and he did. He, yeah, he played his two games. To get to the playoffs. Okay. And and I can tell his influence because they did things like fake drop back double pass, where they would have somebody drop back for a double pass. What that did is that made the defense think and flow differently, and then the quarterback just picked them apart. Yeah, well, what's interesting is that the clock doesn't stop with that. doesn't matter. Because the ball switching from one side of the field to another Takes that one fast, second off. But that doesn't allow the defense. The ball moves faster than the man. So they so instead of a quarterback running from one side to another to make a read, they throw the ball. Mm. As soon as they that's why this double pass, regardless of the timing on the clock, works. The ball moves faster than a quarterback can run. Yeah. So they throw it across the field. He gets it and then just immediately lets it go. With five seconds to go, you hike the ball. That's one second. You you as the first quarterback 
kind of move over to the outside. That's two seconds. You throw the ball. That's three seconds. Now you have two seconds to throw the ball as a second quarterback. That second quarterback's more. not making a read. So he's That's just, what I'm saying. He's just second it? quarterback. He already knows he where it's going. It. it happens in L.A. too. The second quarterback already knows what's happening. There's usually a guy breaking left or excuse me, breaking late across the field his way. So when they throw that double pass back, it either goes right back to the quarterback who now gets into a route or there's a route coming across the field his way. So they throw the ball to the door quite. Usually when he gets it, balls out of his hands right away. Yeah, that's the way that's the way the teams who know how to do it and the teams who are who are doing it in our format. That's how they that's how they run double pass. And it works Yeah, because it's 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 formidable. something you have to think about because that those two flips the one going back to the second quarterback and then the second flip down the field works. I have a question for you. You would know this even more than me, which is scary. When you hike the ball, okay, let's say the quarterback hikes the ball. Mm-hmm. This is a move that Rick Conti in L.A. used to always do. You hike the ball, you throw it like at the center's back and catch the ball. Is that considered a forward pass and now the quarterback can run? Correct. That's, that's legal today? Or, that or, is, or was that changed? No, that is that is. Ooh, we better be. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We better get this right. Hold on, hold on. In order for it to be legal, since he's purposely doing it, from what I understand, the center has to be passing in the front line of. The, oh yeah, that's right. Pass he's got to be in so front of. So he's got to take scrimmage. a step up. Got it. Because then it makes up. it legal. Because then you Correct. can. So take that into consideration, Dallas. No, Dallas, don't take that into consideration. Why not? It's a it's, stupid play. You think so? It's risky for no reason. Even if it's like on the five yard line. Why would you do that? Because nobody's expecting it. Right. It's a touchdown. It's a guaranteed touchdown. Fair enough. But to me, it's still at late, least at least do it until they catch on. True. But whoever's people, listening, if most you, people are going to know the rules because the quarterback can't throw it again. So he has to run. But you'd be surprised at how many people That's look, true. look at him. And like when he pump fakes it, they jump for it. And, he, and then he, the quarterback just goes. Yeah, that's he, true. Hey, I, Rick Conti was known for getting t- like 30-yard runs because he did that. Or touchdowns. So I would call my take defense, into consideration. I would call my defense all kinds of god-awful names if they fell for that. <laughs> I want to see somebody do that. So here's what I'm saying. I'm going to teach it again. The center hikes the ball. You make sure that center goes up in front of the line of scrimmage take a step to make forward. it a legal mm-hmm. pass. You just check it like you would check a basketball right off the guy's back, catch the football, and run. Keelan Jackson, I know you're listening. Make that happen. Let's see if anybody catches on. Let's see. We'll see what happens in the playoff. Hey, it, right now in Dallas, it's a guaranteed touchdown if you're on the 10-yard line. I'm just going to be quiet because my mama told me if you don't have anything nice to say, not to say anything <laughs> No, no, at all. but this is, a whole, this is a league. Now it's the podcast. You need to say something. I mean, you don't agree with that? Hell no, go. that is stupid AF. Sometimes you gotta go bread and butter. Like this is why I like Colton Gardner so much is that he makes quick decisions, and that's what always set Chuck Lozano apart from everyone else is that he made quick decisions and never held on to the ball. I like a little trickery here and there, um, but ultimately, the quarterbacks that make quick decisions in Dallas are going to be the ones best suited to make the jump when we talk about the Tuck Cup playoffs. I mean, I don't think that Dallas is ready for that stage yet. I do think that they need to take advantage of the next season. I don't know. And the next tournament to get there. Uh, Mammoth, like I said, Mammoth looks 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 pretty ready, and Mud Bros are, are, are just, they're they're right there. What about the Kings? Kitna? Kitna, Kitna looked good, but he didn't get a rush. Yeah. So he has that, that, that typical, I played football, quarterback you know stance right. he's not footwork, ready for flag yet well throw, i mean uh, like he just like you know he doesn't throw multiple arm angles 
right? He didn't have yeah. to throw on the run. He literally sat back there and picked people apart. Seven on seven passing league. Everyone's style. gonna be a world. Everyone's gonna look like a world beater if they have five seconds unimpeded. You can't. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, you're gonna find somebody, right? If you have the full clock with no one impeding your your line of vision, yeah, you're gonna find something. Now, I'm not taking away from the fact that they're a good quarterback. But, I mean, these guys weren't seeing a rush, and that's just not realistic. Even though we told them to rush, they're not rushing still. That's nah, what I'm saying. They're dropping back six in coverage. Teams are trying it out. They don't feel like it's working, but it's because their zone coverage isn't adjusting to the quick pass. Right. You know, oh, because that's the, what they're doing. They're dumping it. When they do get the rush, do they dump it off to the center, which we've also told them to do? short, you know. Eh, um, nah, they do different things. It's, they're not doing one thing all the time when they get a rush. They're kind of going with they're kind of going with whatever their play is and still whatever's open. What's Queen doing? He's sitting at home watching the game this week, isn't he? Yeah, man. He just like, like I said, slow start. I, I I feel like if he was with the Crows from the beginning, yeah, they'd be in one of these playoff spots. Because okay, so he, he they acquired him two weeks ago. Yeah, they caught they they acquired when they acquired him, they were already zero and two. Zero and two, and what was their end record? Three and five. Okay. So he was. They had the a tough. They no. They, and they had a tough schedule at the end as well. They played the top four teams. Uh, they yeah. Do well, three of the top four, I believe, they yeah. played to end the season. So it was it was rough. It's it's kind of hard to just you know, even as good as Caleb is, just just throw a throw a quarterback on a team I and know, expect them to beat well, the top teams in the in the division. You know, there's something to say about keeping the team together and yeah. trying again. Hopefully, they can keep this team. Well, together. it's Ashton White. He's yeah. he's the captain and he's a good oh, dude. I'm sure he saw enough right. to know that Caleb should stay there quarterback. Right. Uh, you talked to Caleb Queen, right? I for sure did. What happened? Give us the scoop. <laughs> so so he called you? Yeah. He slid into oh, Greg's DMs. That's and not awesome. Mine. Dude, tell me what happened. First of all, he did not slide <laughs> into anything. Let the record reflect. Uh, I was the but, one asking for yeah, I know, the slides. Right? And no. <laughs> give me the juice. But are you easier to – did he hit you up through Facebook yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. So no. you're easier to find. Your name I is hard so. as hell to type in, so nobody goes for the 10. Right, Greg though. Ellis is easy. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Ellis is easy. No, he called me because he kind of wanted to talk a little bit. To give his story. Let's give his story. Yeah. I don't know his story. So basically is he don't he doesn't understand why he was mm-hmm. let go. But, you know, just David just was like, yeah, this is not working. But he's like, you know, we, we barely lost to Mammoth. Like we were right there in the, in the game. It wasn't like – but I guess, you know, David, I saw enough to where he wanted to move on and go with a different quarterback. How's that quarterback doing for the Chiefs? Um, They're in the Better? playoffs. Oh, they are in the playoffs. You're right. They're in the playoffs. But that doesn't say that it was – I mean, it's is it's, this new quarterback the it factor for them? I don't see that he's doing anything that Caleb wouldn't have done. Yeah. That's my honest opinion. Um, So it must have been something else. Or maybe even Caleb was not the, the quarterback he had in mind from the very beginning. And when the quarterback he had in mind became available, right, they don't need two quarterbacks. Crows win. The the franchise Crows, they win. Because now they have a quarterback that they can move on with who's a real quarterback for them. Um, and I see the Crows moving up in the standings next year, next next season. If right? they even are the Crows, that's that's a top league franchise. Oh, is it? Yeah. So they, they may come with something. something yeah, I hope new. so. The Crows, the Beavers, uh, Twisters. Beavers. Those are, those are all those are all tough league franchises. Beavers score a lot of points. Those got I mean they've topped fifty several times this this season. I mean, so they, they score a lot of points, which is gonna make their game against the Pharaohs real interesting. If I'm choosing, I have the Beavers beating the Pharaohs. Beavers just score a lot they they score too many points. They're gonna Beavers beat the are good. Yeah, we already established that. Um the Kings, I 
even though the Chiefs beat the Kings by a point during the season, I have the Kings beating the Chiefs here in the playoffs. I looked at the the records, I looked at the trends, and I feel like the Kings are they're are just that good enough to, to yeah. win. Yeah, this game's gonna go either way. Yeah, I mean this game could go either way, but I'm I'm saying you know by the slightest margin, I think the Kings beat the Chiefs. Does that put the Kings in the uh, championship game? That puts the Kings against Mammoth. That's right, because they're not in the correct the first or second. And then the seed. and then that would put the Beavers against the Mud Bros, which would be the game of the season. Yeah. So that Beavers Mud Bro game would be something else. They have not played each other. Ooh, they did not right. play each other during the season. That's right. So it would be the first time they'll match up against each other, and you got the high scoring Beaver team. Got you got a fairly high scoring Mud Bros team with with a slightly better defense. Yeah, who's gonna get a stop? That's what it's gonna be. Who's gonna get a stop? Who's gonna get a stop? And and it may be just one stop needed. You know what's gonna happen? One second left. On the five yard line, Keelan's gonna hit. To his, he's gonna hit to a center. He's gonna oh run God. it for a touchdown. My favorite center. Uh, and then we're gonna see cartwheels and backflips and. Say what I will about you know whether or not Dallas is ready for the national stage. Within Dallas, there's so much intrigue, so much juiciness that it's gonna be an entertaining show, regardless. Yeah, I think so. I still think that the Mammoth come out on top. You think they win the whole thing? I think the Mammoth win the whole thing. Uh, and, and, and it's tough to, for me to go against the Mud Bros. I like those guys. I like what they're about. Yeah. I like the meaning of their jerseys and, and, and their uniforms. You got, I mean, they're they're officially America's favorite team right now. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, I love the guys. Yeah. And then, you know, they're, they want to get better. They, they, they care. They care. They do you care You know what I mean? Lot. They care. I would love to see them win, but I, I think right now – Mammoth has gelled a little bit better at this point, and I think that their team cohesiveness and their their ability to play a, a slobber knocker, a high scoring, to play different kinds of games is going to make them win. I think the Mud Bros, as good as they are, their offense can 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 go kind of slow. They're working things out, and they've they've incorporated you know new kinds of plays and like new kinds of sets and like i said i love the under center bunch thing that they do now that's great but i think that they're going to get a rush from mammoth and then i think on the other side the mammoth offense is going to be hard for them to stop what do you think diane do you agree with him because if you agree with him then you agree with him i'm going to tell you that i don't i and the other thing too is i don't know anything about colton garner Except for that, from what I hear from uh, Brandon, that he's a great quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he fits in with this team, but I do know how Keelan Jackson fits in with his team. And I think that that chemistry that they have, because he's learning, as he said, every game he's learning. And you know what? He When he lost the game to the Mammoths, mm -hmm. what did Keelan Jackson say? My bad. Mm -hmm. It was my mistake. Yeah. And I think throughout the season – this kid has been learning, watching video like he says he is, taking notes, and is going to not lose again against mm -hmm. the Mammoths. Hundred bucks says that. No. <laughs> I say that. I, I say that it's it's Keelan Jackson and the Mud Bros are going to hold up the Titan Cup championship this season. I don't see any real holes in the Mammoths as a team, and I think that's tough to bet against, but. I, I do agree with you, Billy, that it's maybe because we don't get to see behind the scenes with the Mammoths. Right. They're in the shadows. I don't know anything about them outside of game film. Right. You yeah. know, we had a chance to talk with Keelan 
and learn about him. We should have had an opportunity to talk to Colton and just kind of figure out where his head's at. My head yeah. is at is with Keelan and, and the Mudbros just because I, I want them to win. Yeah. I'm not saying they will. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off and say that they're the best team, but if they if they win, they win. If they lose, then the the, the better team won. I feel like I've been chalk all night and i just <laughs> i you know it's just this is the way i the way i see it i just the mammoth played really well against the mud bros the first time i, I just i don't see what the mud bros are gonna do to, i guess i guess you know no that you gotta play the game sure right? like we just said it's any given sunday yeah. specifically so, playoff sunday right right mm-hmm. so yeah we'll see things change it's gonna be exciting yeah i'm i'm just rooting for good games yeah. i don't whoever comes out they come out i just want to see good games i don't you know I want to see points. And I will say this. I have to say this. We're looking for good games because this is the playoffs and things can get heated. Let me tell you guys right now, one more time, if there happens to be violence on the field or in the parking lot, you're done. You're done with Tough League. I had a talk with Brandon after the game, and I always ask him, hey, how'd it go? And he said it was the worst night of his life in Tough League. I asked why. He said a lot of players were getting upset, saying they had guns in the back. This That's the kind of attitude that is going to remove you from the league to entirely. Be clear, to be clear, he's not singling out any conference or any specific team. I mean, this is for everyone. Agree. Uh, we already talked to oh, okay. L.A. and everybody about, hey, and you're right, this is widespread. Do not think about throwing punches or thinking about – doing anything stupid God violently because you're done right. you're done and it's it's not even a thought it's, it's, a, it's a, worth it it's immediately suspended for life yeah it's not and, even worth and, it. yeah it's not worth it guys so i digress although most of the people that i've wanted to fight with were all refs <laughs> i don't think i don't think i've ever been pissed at another well player. i think that these players <laughs> yeah well even so leave the refs alone <laughs> yeah yeah leave the refs alone i mean i have confidence that brandon is going to be able to control it Every season is going to get more more hyped, right. and more 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 pe- players are going to be involved, and it's going to be even specifically next season. Whenever it's the last season before the the Tough Cup playoffs that happen in LA, mm-hmm. it's going to get heated. Right, right. Keep your composure because if you don't, you're done. Right, right. But I don't want to end on a bad note with Dallas. I I do want to say that Dallas is the one location that is surprised. This is their second season. Right. And they're they're we're already talking about them being one of. The, I mean, we already ha- we have a top ten list here. Ooh, we have a top ten list here I of the teams. Show have a top ten. Yeah, list. of the of the tough nation teams. Someone asked me and challenged me to put together my top ten teams, teams of all tough nation of of nation. Now, that being said, these are teams that have played this summer. This is not like you know for all time. This is just for the 2021 yeah, summer season. This is for 2021 because, summer season. Okay, if now my question to you is are there teams that would be on this list that didn't play in the summer season? Absolutely. Okay. Dream team. Absolutely. Well, uh, okay, good to know. Just wanted to state yeah. just Dream team, pull it out. Goblins, Express. Okay. Um I mean, unfortunately, Tropics, you know, mm, they yeah. they, they may be on these lists. These are teams that So, these are the top 10 reason. teams in Tough Nation. That's any region in Tough League. Correct, and and and, okay. and it is in a particular order. Ooh, I'm excited, and it is in a particular order. <laughs> so, that's 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 the way I've done it. These are the your DMs. Is, people are gonna be sliding into your DMs. <laughs> man, what hate. is it? They're gonna throw hate man, mail at you, dude. Or or you could just be send, ready. Just send me a message. Be ready, man. <laughs> be ready for the hate. It happens. Listen, I don't care about none of that. This is this is. <laughs> hey, listen. If you if you think. You should be on this list. Show or you me. think things should be different. Show me. <laughs> I say it every podcast. Show me. 
Show me. These are the teams that have shown me. So are you now, going? To, are you going ten to one? I'm. I'm going to start at number ten and I'm going to go down. I'm going to start at number gonna, ten I'm, and I'm going to go down. We're going to get the guys to do some sound effects for this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start at number ten and we're going to go down. Now, uh, there's some honorable mention. Right there's some honorable mention on here that or teams that aren't on here that could be you know Cobras in San Diego, Raptors in L.A., Cobras in in um, St. Louis. St. Louis. There were a couple teams in New York that could be on this list. The Kings maybe from Dallas. Well, so I'm excited. If you yeah. want to get on this list, you know what I'm saying. Show me something. This list was put together around the time you know the playoffs were starting. Um, so there's going to be some overlap from the, the end of the regular season and and in playoffs, and then there's going to be some influence on how teams some some teams and some conferences played in the playoffs. All right, but starting at number ten, I'm going with program out of L.A. Um, they were the two seed finishing the regular season. Um, I saw them play in person. Uh, combination of talent and flag football skills. I think they're the number ten team right now in the nation based on performances in the summer 2021. We were high on them at the beginning of the season. So oh, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be happy with that. No. Well, <laughs> they are number 10. Number nine, Mud Bros Ooh. out of Dallas. They went 7-1 and one and improved, and their only loss was to the number one team currently in Dallas. They have improved leaps and bounds, and they are one of the people who actually listened to us on the podcast and incorporated some of the things that they've heard into their offense. I like the way they're trending, and so they're my number nine team in the nation right now. Number eight, I got Vipers from San Diego. They lost in the championship game to the Pericos. They come in at number eight. You know, they have some tough injuries. I mean, that's the way it goes. I still see them as the number eight team. You know, they can move up or down depending. But as of right now, they're sitting at number eight. Following that at number seven is the undefeated Savages of Los Angeles. Savages are undefeated. And I've said before that this team has some of the, the best conglomerate of talent, right, that I've seen so far in tough. The reason why they're sitting at number seven, even though they're undefeated, because I, I, I do believe they're in a conference that doesn't have as much uh, parity as some of the other conferences. I mean, they Van Nuys in Los Angeles was really top heavy. And so they, you know, they blew out a lot of teams, but I, they've yet to really face someone on their level. So they'll get their chance in the Titan Cup playoffs here in Los Angeles coming up. At number six, they just lost in the championship. I got the demons out of St. Louis. Mm. I, I'm not gonna lie. There's some factors that made them drop to number six. They could literally just flip flop with the Wild Boys, you know, if there was a point difference in the championship oh, game. Oh wow! I'm I'm high on both of those teams. Right. I just I, you know I, I I that championship game showed me a lot. Damn! Put them on notice. Good. For um. Them. So I you know the demons at at number the top honestly the top six, you can you can move them around you can move them around but. Right now, they're sitting at number six. Number five right now is the number one team in Dallas, Mammoth. I got them at number five. Like I said, some of, some of the reason why Dallas, I think, aren't a little higher considering their records and how they score and how competitive they look is just because I just, you know, they don't rush in Dallas. And that's yeah. crazy. It's just not realistic. Nationally, that's not going to help them because they're going to see crazy rush, not just schematic rushing. The individuals who rush mm -hmm. in L.A. and San Diego 
are formidable. It's just unfortunate that we're not giving them a better ranking because of other teams' defense. Right. It's not just that. It's you know also what I see. You got to look at the demons and the wild boys. They don't necessarily they don't block with a center, but they're high because their team still performs even though technically that puts their QBs at a disadvantage. Doesn't matter. They still go out there. They pass the eyeball test. They they record stats, championships, wild boys, you know, and and demons. They were playing. They were playing hard, and they've got championships. And you said demons used to be the Rams. Rams got a championship. They the only team to beat the wild boys. It's crazy. At number four, the dragons oh. out of NYC, Ooh. right? Damn. The champions jumping all the way up to number four in the nation. Wow. Why? Why? Um, honestly, I was hard on them about scoring points. They scored th- 13 points in a monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that they could have scored more points. But I like some of the points that their QB brought oh, up. I like you their know, approach. The, 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 the percent. The, I mean, he was on top of it. He, he understood what he was talking about, yeah. which made me think, okay, maybe their approach is intentional. They, they scored 13 points, but they... They only needed 13 points. The other right. team only scored 12. They won it. They were the best team in New York this, this summer season, right? Number four in the nation. So would they be number four if Express was played in the summer season? Once again, they have an entire season to show me. Right. Right? You got an entire season to okay. show me Fair enough. that you belong in this list. As of right now, the Dragons are, are the best team in New York, number four in the nation. Number three, RBK. Out of Los Angeles. Why? They come in to me, record-wise, number two, right, with the one loss. Savages have no losses. So technically, Savages is the number one seed. RBK is the number one seed in Downey, which is, to me, a more competitive conference. RBK plays the type of game that is both intelligent and they use their athletes appropriately. They play chess. There's a lot of teams who, because of their athleticism, can play checkers and get away with it. They play chess always. Whether they're at an athletic disadvantage or not, they play chess. They play this game and they play it well. So RBK is number three in the nation. At number two, Wild Boys. Wow, at number two. Number two, Wild Boys. Good. And honestly, that championship game against the demons showed me something the number two team in the nation i got the number two team in the nation being the wild boys what i saw in that game after watching what seeing la and san diego up close and personal the wild boys play a much more aggressive game they've showed that they can play the game where their center is blocking or they can play the game where they send five in a route and their quarterback will make the rushers miss all right that's hard Right, because I can tell you right now, a lot of LA teams aren't used to that. They're used to if they send a rusher, if they get by the blocker, the quarterback's at a disadvantage. Imagine being in a situation where they put a receiver at center, they're not blocking, and they dare you to get to their quarterback. And it was difficult for teams to get to the quarterback for Wild Boys. And I really thought that the rushers were quite good. No, so they, it they was weren't. Not yeah, they weren't weak rushers. There. Yeah. yeah, they weren't weak rushers. They were. They were. They were good. They were quick guys. The, the, the Wild Boys made plays, and they didn't let that slow down their offense at all. But the number one team in the nation. Oh, boy. I thought, I thought, I thought Diane was a, was a little bit 
out there when she said this before, but realistically, I've seen them in person. I've seen all of the other teams play. They have some players that I think in any format are elite players, and that's the Pericos out of San Diego. They mm. just won the championship. Yeah. They have one of the best two-way players in Angie Trujillo that I've seen play, and I challenge him. Earlier in the season, I put out a top a top receiver list, and he wasn't on it. Ooh. And he hit me up immediately. Greg, come on. <laughs> and I said, hey, show me. <laughs> Just so happens, that was the week I was heading down to San Diego to go watch games. And the dude led, he had he had just as many interceptions as he had touchdown receptions. I mean, he was a two-way all-star. He got hurt in the second half of a game. And what happened? His team ended up taking an L. His impact was missed immediately. Oh, yeah. Immediately. They also have other players. They've got Darius, uh, Darius Jonathan, Darius Jonathan Walters. They have Darius yeah. Walters. They have Jonathan Thomas, who we call Ocho, Ocho. Who's, who's by far the best safety in the nation. I said it, in the nation. I, if I had to build a team nationwide, Jonathan Thomas would be my safety. I hate playing against him. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he can play single high safety and have both sidelines covered. That is crazy. Yes, I will say that again. He could play single high safety and have both sidelines covered. That is insane. They've got one of the best rushers. Sorry, New York. They have the best rusher that I've seen rush. Cam will come. And guess what? He didn't even rush for them this season. He spot rushed. He moved to a slot receiver. For me, the number one team that I've seen this season, this summer season in the nation, was the Pericos. So that's my top ten. If you want to be on the list... If you want to move up on the list, do I even have to tell you what you got to do? <laughs> Show me. Diane, do you agree with that? I mean, let's not, we don't have to go yeah, into semantics, I mean, but I is will, that a good list for you What I will too? say is what I love about the Pericos and why I think they are absolutely the number one team on this list. So they are, to you, they yes, are the number one team. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're full of winners and it's not necessarily people who, you know, win championships. It's people who have that winner's mentality. Contrast that with a team like the Savages, who we know are really great athletes and great players, but I'm not necessarily as sure that they have the winner's mentality. Um, You know, the clutchness. The players on the Pericos time and again have proved that they're clutch. I think that's what sets them apart. The Pericos, number one. Wild Boys from St. Louis, number two. Nobody would ever think that Wild Boys from St. Louis would be (laughs) the number two team. I'll tell you, that championship game was something else, and it, it showed me... I got to see not just that it, it's it's not really just hype. Like I said, there were there there's some good athletes out there, and they right, played I, a demons team. So I got a question for you then: Who would win right now, Wild Boys or RBK? Ooh, right Ooh. now, because you're saying RBK is going to win the whole Los Angeles championship, right? Correct. So my question to you is: Who's better right now, Wild Boys or RBK? I think it's a toss-up, but I'm going to give the edge to RBK. And the reason why I'm going to give the edge to RBK is because I think their flag football acumen is a little bit more. They've been playing this format longer. I think they have a little bit more tricks and things that would tip the scale in their favor than the Wild Boys have. Wild Boys are wild athletic, They and, and, they, and they make big plays, but so can RBK. So the, what made you put Wild Boys above RBK? Honestly, because I can say the Wild Boys are champions. Okay. I can't say that about RBK yet. Yet, okay. 
So that, that plays a role. That plays a factor. So let's let's you know we could we could talk about this this list and after the tournament next week. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to say like second week in October before the seasons really get going. Mm-hmm. Like so before the the winter the fall seasons get going, we can put another list together because then we'll have seen a few tournaments, and then we'll have the outcome of the L.A. and Dallas. Yeah, and then we can take that, factor it into this list, and then who? Let's see how how the pieces fall. You know, I'm thinking in my head right now who the number one team is, and I don't want to agree with you, <laughs> right? Okay. But I do. I do agree with you because I just from seeing the Pericos last season or in the summer season, it's like who else is going to beat them, right? I, I thought the Vipers were going to beat them. Listen. And I thought the Vipers were a great team. The, the Of the teams on this list, program just lost in the playoffs to La Migra. I have program on the list and not like me. Why? They won one game. Yeah. But if they play a series, program's going to win it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? Pro, like I said, program, they were up multiple scores in this game. They, this game should have been a walk, but they got up and they got complacent, like I said earlier. I do think you have Vipers criminally underranked on here. I've said before, I thought that the Pericos and the Vipers were the two best teams in tough nation. Where would you where would you put the Vipers? I think Greg, what do you have them ranked as? Number, eight. Number eight? Correct. What would you rank them as? I mean, I don't think that they I think that they're better than the Mammoths. I think that they're better than the Savages. I think that five or six is I kind of agree with her. You don't think that you Greg shaking his head no. One hundred percent disagree. I watched the Vipers play. Yeah. I seen what the Vipers have. Um, I think I I don't think they're better than the Savages. I do think they're better than Mammoths. I don't think they're better than the Savages. Or I think they would be competitive with the mammoth. To say somebody is better than someone else before seeing the play right. is that's difficult. That's true, and and that's that's so the I can't of. say that they're better. I would say that they would be competitive with everyone pretty much on this list. But I think that Pericos, Wild Boys, RBK, Dragons. I think these are championship caliber teams who to me would have the edge over Vipers. I think Savages would give them a game, but I think Savages could be could be championship caliber. Who knows what happens yeah. after this next Sunday. What I see from Mammoth is I think it's not just good for Dallas. I think Mammoth is a good flag football team. Right. Right? Once again, this weekend will prove. Sure. All right? Dragons. Dragons have proved that they can play difficult games in difficult situations. So they're high on the list. I think that the Dragons could play against any one of these teams. They have players that I think could play multiple formats, which gives them an advantage. This is just, this is just, like I said, why my list is the way it is. There are some teams, like I said, who are just barely outside who could probably be competitive with the teams on this list. Mm-hmm. But again, gosh, show me. Yeah. Well, you have three teams from LA on this list. Okay. You have two teams from Dallas. You have two teams from San Diego. And you have one team from New York. And two teams from St. Louis. And two teams from St. Louis. It's interesting because not all these guys are going to make it to the Tough Cup playoffs. No. You're only going to get one team per location. L.A. had 20 Titan teams. Yeah. 20. New York had six. Right. And if there was a Spartan division, some of those teams would be in that division. Correct. Same with St. Louis, though. Yeah. Well, but St. Louis, Same I with thought, Dallas. had two elite teams yeah st louis has two elite teams and they're on that list correct right i it's it's it sucks but new york is haunted by the ghost of express right i know you're right it haunts them there's a team in ella and new york the dogs 
right? Mm-hmm. Correct. They haven't even played in Tough League yet. They've only played in the tournaments. Teams from the tournaments, they don't get the chance to advance to L.A. Only league teams do. Tournament teams, they give you coins. So maybe the dogs play next season. That's a chance for them to fly out here. That's would a whole be, different ballgame. It, it would be awesome to see how this list change, changes right, well, before, this, right, right before the Yuletide tournament. Right. So right before Yuletide tournaments in the different conferences, it'd be amazing to see what the top 10 list looks like at that point. Yeah. See how these teams move up and down. See, see how consistent some of the teams on the list are, right? Because, I mean, like I said, this list may change based on what happens this coming up weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of comments about <laughs> why we're crazy, what are we smoking. <laughs> so it is what it is, right? I mean, that's the, right. the, the, the fun thing is that this is, this is an opportunity that you don't really get from many other leagues that you can rank players and teams nationally and actually get to see them come and play each other. Right. I mean, it's – that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be one of the most awesome things. It is, and it's coming. It's, it's coming soon. Yeah. So once we finish the fall season, there's gonna be the Yuletide tournament. Once we find out who wins that, the trip is booked. Right. And you're out here in LA to represent your league. Amazing. And it just can't come soon enough. Yeah, man. This was this was fun. This is great. Good talk. Well, I'm Greg Ellis, and I'm Diane Tenwakio, and this has been the League Lowdown Podcast. <laughs>